You're listening to So You Want to Be a Photographer with Gina Militia, one of Australia's leading portrait, celebrity and lifestyle photographers. With over 25 years' experience in the industry, Gina is a pro photographer who regularly travels the world shooting for some of the country's top magazines and advertisers. She is author of four best-selling books on photography, runs workshops and mentors aspiring photographers all around the world. In conversation with journalist, interviewer and budding amateur photographer Valerie Koo, Gina reveals what it takes to build a successful photography business, provides a sneak peek into life behind the lens and talks about her tips and techniques to get the perfect shot. Hello everyone, this is episode 38 of So You Want to Be a Photographer. My name's Valerie Koo and I'm here with Gina Militia, but I'm here right in front of her. We're not like in other states. Gina, how are you? I'm so excited. I'm sitting opposite you, Valerie. You can eyeball me. It's kind of scary. It reminds me of when, like, I feel like I've got my mum sitting opposite me sometimes because you can do that stare that she does, the Sicilian stare. You? I learned this. I'm paranoid. (laughs) I learned the Sicilian stare off you, Gina. (laughs) So I should be just as scared. But um, what have you been up to this week? Well, first of all, it's very nice to be sitting opposite you, Val, (laughs) if not a little odd. I'm used to just being in my own space. (laughs) Don't give me the stare now. (laughs) I just gave it to her. You're giving me the stare. Um, So I'm great. I'm great. It's been an exciting week. But what have you been doing? Exciting stuff. Oh, what have I been doing? I've been shooting, I've been organising shoots, a couple of uh, international shoots coming up that I'm so excited about that I'll talk about maybe in a later episode. Well, you when can't I get leave closer. Really? Um, yeah, yeah. So as I get closer... Why is I'll, it I'll such a big secret? It's not a big secret. It's like, so I've got a, a shoot in Vegas coming up and um, I'm one in uh, Cuba, which are like I am absolutely beside myself with excitement coming up. So Wow. Cannot, cannot wait. So, so yeah. that was easy to get that out of It was. It's it? like, you know, so if ever, anyone ever wanted, you know, those, um, you know, when they're spy missions and they, yeah. they, they, they drop the water on your forehead and everything to get you to tell stuff. <laughs> uh-huh. well, what else do they do? What other, like, torture techniques are they? I don't are know. They... I'm not really an expert in torture. So you just, like, give one, one look and <laughs> it's like I've spilt everything. No, I don't want to talk about it. And it's like... <laughs> everything. <laughs> All right, Vegas and Cuba. That's really exciting. Why Vegas and Cuba? Well, because um, a uh, they suit what I need to do, and uh, I've always wanted to go there. And yeah, it was like kind of a spur of the moment thing. But oh, I'm so excited. But I'll talk about it more like down the track. Okay. You know, that's a Sicilian thing not to talk about stuff ahead of time. Right. What are you doing in Melbourne? Oh, I why, have... why are we sitting opposite each other today? We're recording this in a hotel room in Melbourne. Um, so it might sound a little bit different to the usual podcast. But basically, yeah, I've been in Melbourne. I had a gig at the convention centre and I was speaking there about content marketing, uh-huh. of all things. And uh, then they had a few days and then I've got another gig next week. And I thought, you know, why not just stay instead of flying back to Sydney because I had another gig in Melbourne the week before and it was just all, you know, up, down, up, down, up, down. So I thought, why don't I stay and then I can hang out with you? Awesome. I forget. I actually forget what a big deal you are sometimes, Val, because I just think of you as Val, my mate. (laughs) That's ridiculous. But it's like you get flown around to speak to thousands of people and inspire them, and it's like I've got you at the end of the phone to just uh, ask questions and and do all of that, and yet, you know, you are. You're kind of a big deal. No, I don't get flown to Vegas and Cuba. No, but, you know, it's like it's impressive. I'm impressed. Okay, But I forget, you know, because I just think of you as Val. But we have a really interesting link. Speaking of flying around the place, uh, we have a really interesting link this week, haven't we? You found yep. us a link from The Guardian. This is the coolest thing ever. So um, people, uh, like the whole Instagram, Facebook craze, is that, that suddenly if you haven't posted something to your social media account or your Instagram account, it didn't really happen. Yeah. You know? So everyone's really hung up on whenever you do anything, 
you've got to take a photo and you've got to put it on Instagram or Facebook just so it's out there so everyone sees it. So, you know, there's this kind of this competition that happens with our holiday photos and all of that. Mm. So now there's this company that's decided, well, if we're going to do tours, let's do it the right way. Let's hire a photographer to mm. come on the tour with us, photograph everyone doing amazing things in with amazing photography and then people, the people on the tour get to post those photos to their social media accounts. What a great idea. Fantastic idea. So how, like, so I'm so excited by this. If I, I'm like, I know you, you commented earlier, Val, that, that, that it's not great money for, they're not paying a lot of money for the photographers to do something like this. Well, I'm, I'm assuming that only because the price points of the tours themselves are quite low, very, very affordable. Yeah. So obviously the cost of the photographer is within that price point. So if I was uh, 23 again, Val, and mm. starting my photography career or I wanted a great internship, mm-hmm. this would be a dream job come true. Imagine, you know, getting to fly around the world, go to amazing locations and hone your people skills because, like, you're meeting people and then day one you're in their face, you're taking their travel, like intimate travel photos what an amazing way to do that. I think this is like a, a, a fantastic opportunity and, and for, for any photographer starting out or maybe something to think about for other photographers as ways to break into the market because mm. this is whole other market opening up. I want to pitch myself out to the luxury market. <laughs> Like Good I've idea. asked several, like you know, well-to-do people when I meet them that that fly around the world. I always say, why don't you take me on your next holiday so that, like you know, you'll get amazing photos every time you travel. So I, I think there's opportunities out there, great ones for people. Yeah, fantastic. So companies such as Flytographer and Shoot My Travel have uh, put, you know, Instagram, uh, well, have realised the importance of Instagram and have put photographers on their tours. So it probably is an idea that's right for the picking in that you could potentially pitch your services as a photographer to uh, wine tours or to, you know, even things like, um, uh, you know, hot air balloon rides and just no, stuff in your not, own city. Not hot I wouldn't be not getting in a hot air balloon. <laughs> Maybe not you, Gina, but other people might have no problem with getting on a hot air balloon. But we'll put the link in the show notes and it was an uh, article that was in The Guardian. But we want to give a big shout out to Pamela, the photographer, who left us an iTunes review. Thank you, Pamela. Pamela has said, I've subscribed to a number of podcasts, but this hands down is my favourite. Not only do Gina and Val have a wonderful rapport, not only could Gina do stand-up on the side if she wished, if Valerie tagged along as straight (laughs) woman, but I always take away some valuable knowledge from the podcast. I've read so much about photography, but it was Gina who helped me see that shooting in manual is barely any different from shooting in aperture priority. That all by itself has made me a listener for life. Thank you for sharing your wisdom. Wow, Pamela, you've made our day. You've made our day. That's awesome. On two levels there. For A, that you recognise my comedic skills. <laughs> <laughs> You're my Dean Martin. I'm the Jerry Lewis. You're the straight, straight okay. man. And, uh, and uh, yeah, and then you, you um, learnt to shoot in manual mode. That's so cool. So thank you so much. It's awesome. Brilliant. Absolutely brilliant. So that's Pamela, the photographer. And we also have a shout-out to Mike Dodge. Is that right? Yeah. Like Mike Dodge, after the... Um, mentoring episode that we did uh, a couple of episodes back was at uh, 36 um, sent me an email saying that um, he thought of a really great way to value add to photographers that you might want to connect with and the, and and I think this is such an awesome idea what he's done is he's had he sent me a link to um, an email that he sent to some portrait photographers with uh, a whole list of detailed directions and photos to interesting landmarks oh. in his area, and he sent them this whole email. What like uh, the, apparently it's a park that he's got nearby, and he's listed what entrance to go in, what road to avoid, where to park. Here are all the spots, and and then he's gone ahead and documented like here's a great park bench, here's a monument, here's a really interesting tree, here's a good pathway. And then he sent it to all these portrait photographers. And, like, what a great idea, don't you think? Yeah, fantastic. And what? why, why did he do it? 
he's a good guy. He yeah. just like he he thought that this because he values uh, he knows that like you know people are busy and yes. photographers like that. So they're coming into a town mm. and like rather than having to go out and spend like that's what he's done is about two or three hours work. Yeah, for sure. Scope out a good because that's the first thing like you do when you hit a city is you go out and scope the location and, and find out what's uh, where the best places to. Um, to shoot her so he's just he's just saved like photographers a few hours work and i, I think that's just a brilliant wonderful evaluating what city is that um i'm not sure i think mike's in new zealand i think okay i don't don't quote me on that i'll find out and let you know next <laughs> okay <podcast>. thanks <laughs> don't so, give me the eye of it. i saw that i saw that eye stop it so, i hide behind my laptop now <laughs> We have a photo critique from Ben Hopkins. Now, Ben has sent us a series of shots, beautiful, gorgeous shots of uh, a fisherman at, um, now I would say this is sunrise perhaps, it could be sunset, but I'm assuming it's sunrise, and uh, it's on the shore of, uh, you know, right on the water of the ocean, and it's a lone fisherman with his um, fishing rod and some of his gear, and there's gorgeous uh, foreground of grass and some, um, you know, vegetation, and in the middle of the shot is the ocean, and of course this amazing sky at the top of the shot. And he's, I I would say he's taken them over a period of, you know, maybe an hour or something because the sun has changed slightly and the colours are a bit different and he might have used a filter. What's what, what's he done? What's your opinion, Gina? You describe photos so well. Oh, I envy that, <laughs> that skill that you have to do that. <laughs> but it's like these are actually both the same photo. Right. And what he's done is he's given them both a different treatment. So, right. um Ben uh, uses Camera Raw as a retouching uh, tool, and what he's done is he's given uh, one image, he's cropped it as a vertical, mm. and the other image, he's given us a horizontal version. Mm. And um, the vertical image, he's actually uh, increased the saturation and, and, and cooled. The tones are a lot cooler, so yes. you've got... Uh, a bluer sky you've got uh, slightly more saturated greens in the greens and mm. bluer blues so it's 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 over uh, like it's it's a lot bluer and a vertical uh, format the horizontal format I, I think um, it's probably closer to the original file and it's got a slightly a warmer tone. And, and the question he was asking uh, uh, is which which do I prefer? Which edit do I prefer? And so he's also used the, 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 the very beautiful 24 to 105, which I'm now the proud owner of a new one. <laughs> After last week, uh, mine, uh, mine went to... Um, Kaka Land. Went, went to Elvis. <laughs> um, so... In terms of my preferences, Ben, I I do prefer the horizontal version because I just find that it leads my um, it just it just feels better somehow to me just to look at. And this again, it's just it's always a, a personal preference. Um, someone else could look at it and actually like the um, the vertical format. So um, I I prefer the horizontal format because I think it's uh, it just looks a little more natural. Um, I just think that the the blue is slightly too blue and the green is slightly too green, which is like something that I do as well. I, I I'll um, go to town on some of my saturation sometimes. So again, just a personal preference. Um, I would. Uh, th- th- Possibly what's missing in the horizontal image is there isn't enough. I can't see a good black in there, and I do like to see a good black. So I'd like to see more contrast in the image. And the way you can get more contrast in the image is to you can actually adjust your midtones, which is uh, uh, the clarity slider. Um, or you can adjust the contrast overall. The problem is if you adjust contrast overall, everything... Um, goes up in contrast and what happens is you'll possibly lose detail um, in any of the blacks so uh, 
I like to see a good black and possibly a good white and, a, and as much a tonal range as possible. So I think for the bottom version that I prefer, I would like to see um, a titch more black in that image and maybe a bit more uh, contrast in the mid-tones. And when Gina's saying the bottom version, we'll put yep. the um, pictures in the show notes for those of you who want to have a look, and yep. we'll put the uh, horizontal version on the bottom. Um, uh, yeah, I, I, I agree with most of those points, except I would probably say that um, I, even though I like horizontal uh the horizontal format better generally especially when you've got something like an ocean i would have liked to have seen it cropped horizontally but with the man with the fisherman more towards the right so we could see that expanse of sea uh -huh. on the left because the um and then you could crop out that it looks i don't know i think it looks like a car a white thing which kind of looks yeah. a little bit strange yeah um then you can get rid of the car sort of thing but i love the colors the the green of the vegetation and the blue of the sky but i in the um one that uh um, it has been enhanced, which is the vertical version, and I just I do agree that the blue of the sea is a little bit, um, a little bit too blue, but I think they're beautiful shots. Yeah, it's done a great job, and you really want to know what's going on, and and mm. and, and you like the angle that he's chosen, uh, a low angle. You really like your your eyes are yeah. led into the frame, and and interestingly, Val, I've noticed uh, particularly in the last maybe three, four, five years. Um, suddenly horizontal is a big deal in photography and everyone's like I, I and and it's something that I now need to retrain myself because I've always shot vertical because obviously we're looking at cover formats and mm. uh, magazine formats but now um, with the everything is online now yeah, we've got to think about content filling content and giving people the option of um, filling pages yeah. and, and, and website content. So so now what I do for most portraits that I'm shooting is I will start in vertical mm. and then I f always flip the camera over and uh, and give them um, a horizontal version mm. and, and give everyone both. Uh, it's just a good idea to uh, just do that for when, whenever you're shooting anything. Yeah, great idea. Okay, so this week's topic is an awesome topic. I know Gina's very excited so about excited. it <laughs> because it is what would MacGyver do? The best DIY photography hacks. And as you know, MacGyver is Gina's hero. Uh -huh. And uh, she thinks of herself as a little bit of a MacGyver because she does hack quite a, lot, quite a lot of things together. Now, that could range from, you know, when she's traveling and she's only got one electrical outlet but 10 devices, she finds a way <laughs> to use that one electrical outlet for those 10 devices. Or um, when she's doing photography and she needs a new stand or something but she hasn't got a stand, so she hacks one together with a broom and a shovel or whatever so <laughs> this is going to be interesting because you know sometimes Gina um, actually prefers her MacGyver hacks to the real thing so where do we start Gina well yes I do love to MacGyver <laughs> and I've got it I've got my um my father to thank for that because he was like the original MacGyver in, in the family and all around our um, the family home are examples of his MacGyvering stuff like hot water systems that shouldn't have been there. He rewired stuff. Um, and I was like always as a kid, I was constantly pulling things apart and then getting my Lego and finding motors from things and MacGyvering stuff. So I've been doing it all my life, Val. <laughs> I've been – I was born to MacGyver. Okay. So um, whenever I see uh, anyone that's cleverly done uh, anything MacGyver, I'm always uh, so impressed. And so but, uh, you, do you think everyone knows who MacGyver is, Val? Oh, well, uh, maybe if they are of a certain age. I just realised that, yeah, yeah, yes. Yeah, there's if... probably people that are a lot younger than us, Val, that yeah, have really? no clue who but MacGyver is. Oh, yes. <laughs> okay, in case you don't know, MacGyver was uh, the name of an 80s television show and it was uh, centred around a character called MacGyver and one of the things he was really known for was just hacking together stuff, like whether it was a bomb or whether it was getting a television to become a secret super Wi-Fi channel 
or getting a lamp to become a um, uh, you know a spy portal. He just managed to come up with very clever ways to build really complicated devices with anything that was around him. Exactly. So um, the, the the word MacGyver I use as a verb to improvise a creative solution to an impossible situation by using like found objects at like uh, faith spit gaffer tape and a bit of luck you know mm-hmm. so um i think the essentials there's a couple of two two essentials that every little macgyver photographer needs okay. and, and they are um something called um white um uh ripstop nylon uh-huh right which is a kind of um like a like a material that's that's opaque that you can use a, a, to um, diffuse light. Okay. Okay. Yep. So that's like a basic that you need. So you can buy that in rolls, and I've put a link in the show notes to, okay. to a place. But you, so you it's can just find like it. it's like a kind thick of thick paper. Thick, it's like a material. Okay. That, that won't rip and it, it it'll diffuse light really okay. well. So that's like a staple like a to a like, like a fabric. Okay. Okay. But mm-hmm. you could buy it in rolls if yes. you want to start MacGyvering stuff. Well, you and buy fabric are, in rolls. That's it. But you know, I've got a thing about going to fabric shops. Why? Because the women there are really mean if you don't know anything about fabric. Okay. Sewing ladies of a certain age right. have a tone about them. Okay. Have you not noticed? I don't go don't to you fabric go, shops. That's why. Oh. I have never felt so incompetent in my life okay. as when I go into a fabric shop. Is it shop. turning into therapy? It is, but it's like I do because uh-huh. you go there and you – like I often will go to find um, fabrics to use as backdrops. Yes. They roll their eyes at you because you don't call something the right name. Mm-hmm. It's like the there's a whole series of um, photography shops in um, New York. Have you been to them? There's a particular street, right? Um, and they're all located there. They've got the same tone. Okay. If you don't know what you're talking about, oh. it's just like you know, um, they will just yes roll their eyes in the meatpacking district. That's it. Yeah. Yes. So. Um, but if you can get over that and okay. go in and, and buy stuff, it comes in very handy to build a lot of these things that right. like come up with these awesome um, DIY well, hacks. Where so, do you normally buy this white ripstop nylon from? From material shops. Oh, you do buy them from yeah, material yeah, shops. Yeah, okay, yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. And the other essential vowel is gaffer tape. Of course. Okay. And essential. so it's not duct tape. No. People get that confused and they think that duct tape is the same thing, but, but duct tape is like uh, really plasticky. Yes, it's stretchy. Whereas, whereas sort of. and if you like use duct tape, like um, say you wanted to put it on a wall in someone's house, it's not yours, you wanted to stick something to the wall. Then when it's time to remove it, uh, duct tape is that sticky that it'll take the paint off as mm-hmm, well. Mm-hmm. So you've you know wrecked someone's wall or the floor. or um, So that's why gaffer tape is like it's temporary yes. and it'll come off, but it won't take the, um, yep. take the paint off or, or duco or anything that it sticks to. And it's also like a material mm-hmm. and it's very, very strong. And like you can build things with that. Okay. I love gaffer tape. So... Whenever I have to put anything on the roof of my car, uh-huh. you know how there's that knot that you tie yes. whenever you, and there's a special tradesman's knot yes. that you do. I, for the life of me, can't do that knot. Okay. So what I do is whenever I have to transport anything on the roof, I duck, I use gaffer tape. Really? I, I tape it on. Okay. Yeah, that's how I do it. You tape gaffer, it onto the roof onto racks. Onto the roof racks. All that's right. how I do it. It's, <laughs> it's so gaffer tape always have one in have some. All right. So, rip, so white ripstop nylon yep, yep, and yep, gaffer tape. As a start, we'll, we'll we'll get you a long way with any a lot of these. All um, right. Um, so what can what hacks. can we what can we MacGyver? So there is a a reflector that you can actually make a, like a sun bounce which is a reflector and a diffuser as well that mm-hmm. um and this is um uh comes from compliments of uh jag's photo blog and um this person has done an awesome job because this looks really professional mm-hmm. and basically uh w- what he's got is his um you know plumbing pipe you know that yep. white plastic pipe um, he's got like a series of lengths of that and you can get like elbow corner joints and you can make 
any shape you want, but he's made it into a rectangle. Yep. Okay, and then he's bought um, some uh, uh, like silver, like lame material, like that you might wear at the club on a Saturday night, Val, from the old dresses, you know, <laughs> right. things like that. The glitter, glitter like material. Like Kylie Minogue hot pants. Like Kylie Minogue hot pants. So, have you got any of those in your wardrobe that you could like maybe cut up and make it like a nice. I don't know whether yeah I did until I, the professional declutterer came around. She held them up and she looked at me and she went, "How old are you?" Are you serious? Did you have a pair of Kylie Minogue hot pants? Are you serious? <laughs> are, you got, are you telling me you got a pair of Kylie Minogue? Well, I don't anymore. <laughs> were they gold or silver? They were sort of more a uh, dark pink. <laughs> no, because that's going to cast. Like yeah, I know. You know okay, you should have got silver ones. All right. <laughs> so, actually, that might be not not a bad glow because it'd add uh, tone it's, to it's the all skin. Right. I no longer have them. They got <laughs> thrown out. <laughs> so something like that, like yes. the silver reflective on one side, and then the other side is black. Right. So black you use as a cutter. Black uh, absorbs light. Yes. Silver reflects light. Yes. So, um, um, and then you make a, a frame. Mm-hmm. And then you can use that on location. So this, like, to buy these sorts of uh, diffusers, they cost, uh, like, hundreds of dollars. Right. And so this one, you can make it for, you know, $20 or something. So it's, it's really handy. The, what you can actually buy are, like, there's certain bolts uh, that you can buy at a hardware uh, store that you can add a, a spigot for your um, flash mm-hmm. and you buy this bolt and then you can actually attach this to a to any light stand as well. So right. that's a, like a handy little hack. Right. So all the directions are there. But the other hack for this, um, this DIY reflector is if you take off the Kylie Minogue hot pants, mm. l- 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 you know, reflective stuff, mm. you can then use the... Um, the special white ripstop nylon. Oh yes. And make a diffuser. Oh yes. Okay. Okay. Mm-hmm. So it comes in very, very handy. So that's that's a, that's a thing. So in terms of uh, screams and diffusers, which are something that like we're always looking for as as like portrait photographers, because like you know I'm looking around the room here, Val. You've got like beautiful uh, big windows. Mm-hmm. Um, so if I wanted to shoot you in daylight, it'd be great in this light now that we've got is great. But mm. imagine if uh, we had full sun coming in mm. through the windows. Mm. That that full sun would be too bright. So mm. how could I scrim this window so that I can still use it? So, so there's things that you can do um, just as a hack. You can get a translucent white... Um, plastic like shower curtain mm-hmm. and they okay. cost nothing to buy like yes. a few dollars and you fold one up and just keep it in your kit so mm. you could hang that and right. that's going to diffuse the light beautifully yes um old sailcloths are another one that you can that you can use and if you can get your hands on on one of them or again if you've got that roll of um uh ripstop nylon mm-hmm. you can hang that over the window and suddenly you've you've made this entire window uh, really soft light, mm. beautiful light. So they're just some some little hacks that you can you can use for those. Great. Um, all right. The next thing is uh, for all the product photographers out there and mm. at home product photographers, uh, there's there's these things called product tents that you can buy. And so they're basically like you know when you go camping and you got like the dome tents. Yeah. So imagine one of those that is uh, just uh, actually all sort of translucent white material mm-hmm. instead of um, instead of having uh, like a cover on it. Yes. And if you had like uh, if you were outside in full sun. Yeah. You can take this dome and you put your product inside it yep. and you can photograph your products oh, using sunlight, perfect. right? So, but again, they're quite expensive. So you've got, mm. um, you can put any product in there and suddenly it's lit from all angles. Yeah. It's evenly lit and it's yep. beautiful, but mm. they're expensive. So there's hacks that you can actually make your own cheap product tent. Mm-hmm. So basically you've got your, your, your ripstop mm. uh, material You've got your gaffer tape, mm-hmm. and then all you do is you get a box, mm. okay, and you cut out the side. You leave the edges, right, right, and then you cut out all the panels, yeah, and replace them with the material, yeah, 
same thing. Great. You've got a cheap version of that. So yes. that's um that that uh, th- there's a link in the show notes uh, to that to that one via Strobist. But you know what's even better than that? What? There's a guy, a uh, celebrity photographer, Kevin Lynch, yeah. made a life size version. Right. Of uh, because he's always going on location to photograph people, and he wanted to work out a way to have like a consistent lighting outside. Oh. So he made a full size version, a life size version of a product tent. A portable one. A portable one. So right. it's basically, um, so it's using the very same um, system as I, I uh, for the scrim and, and diffuser hack, the first one that I explained to you, yeah. where it's like, uh, he's probably a more heavy duty version of the PVC piping. And so basically he's built a, a frame yep. out of a lightweight piping yep. and then to and then he covers that with um, something like the, the material, like mm. a, a white material, mm. and then he stands his uh, models inside that. And so if he's outside and it's sun, overcast, sun, overcast, it's going to get con- consistent soft lighting. Mm. He can just use that lighting on its own or he then brings lighting to that and makes it like the most beautiful light or he covers it with black and mm. he's got a completely blacked out studio and right. it's all portable. Fantastic. So th- like there's a there's actually a YouTube video that I've put in the show notes of that because this, like I, I, I want to make one. Yeah, and the YouTube video shows you how he how he makes one and how he uses it. It's it's amazing, mm. amazing. So um, brilliant, very, very, very cool. That one. Okay. How about something not quite as complex? Because I don't sort of see myself getting lots and lots of plumbers pipes and making a big tent. So I've made the plumbers pipe one. You know, they're okay. very easy to make, but mm. I can't see you actually <laughs> MacGyvering anything, Valerie. I can ever. MacGyver some. What have things. you ever MacGyvered? I Other than know. you just turned the aircon off, <laughs> which was like a five-minute exercise earlier. <laughs> I'm sure I can MacGyver something. What, like? I don't know. Don't put me on the spot. <laughs> I'll tell you if, if I will MacGyver some of the things that you talk about today. I reckon this next one yeah. you probably are capable of doing. <laughs> So, and it's a lot harder these days because mm. it's hard to find a, a um, something that doesn't have uh, advertising all over it, but it's the bath bag diffuser. You mean the bath bag you get on the plane? So, you know the bath bag you get on the plane? Yeah. Right? Um, you get one of those bags because they're a nice white. Yes. Okay. Yes. And what you do is you've got your um, your flash, the speed light that goes on top of yes. your camera. Yes. Okay. Um, and you basically get a, a rubber band, mm-hmm. put the bath bag over the top, mm-hmm. and hold it there with a rubber band, and you've got an instant diffuser. Great. It's really good. Fantastic. But so yeah, if you don't have a diffuser, that's yeah, that's so easy. So easy. The problem is though, they've now got writing and advertising mm. all over them, so they're not clean white. So, so, so if you ever go anywhere, like you know, some some retail outlets give you beautiful white. Oh, you know where you get those bags? What? Where you get the Nutella donuts? <laughs> so. Um, in Melbourne, there's this place that. So you have started, to come to Melbourne yeah, to yeah, get no, a bath. No, no, but it's a worldwide phenomenon now. But <laughs> there, there's these guys that just in a milk bar decide uh-huh. a milk bar, which is a, like a local sort of like a Seven Eleven, isn't it? What's a world? Yeah. Just, uh... Uh, I don't know what's a, a milk it's, bar. Okay, it's like sort a convenience of like a so- store. Um, a soda. The corner store place. Well, yeah. A milk bar's not a corner store. It's like a corner store that sells everything. It's a, a bodega. Th- is that what it is? Yeah. That's so impressive. <laughs> I love the way you use words, <laughs> So there's these two guys that started making donuts uh-huh. and Nutella combined, Nutella donuts. And, like, they started out just selling a few. Then word got around uh-huh. and most of Melbourne are addicted to them. Oh. And so this humble little milk bar now has queues every night of the week oh. and it's like there's five guys out the back. <gasps> Can we just go there? like... 
this stuff is like highly addictive and oh it's like crack. God. So Nutella donuts are now all over Melbourne. Everyone's been copying them, but these guys are the original. You mm-hmm. know, like everyone tried to make Krispy Kremes, mm. but you can never get them mm. the same. So imagine a Krispy Kreme mm-hmm. filled with Nutella, oh, Valerie. Yeah. I know. The, like, like it just sends me. Anyway, those guys, when you go buy them, give you the beautiful white paper bags yes right. so any sort of bread shop patisserie they always some give you hipster those, place those beautiful white bags mm. save the bags after you've eaten the nutella <laughs> donut and use those as a user okay and hopefully not too much nutella has spread all over the white bag so if you get a really big bag of donuts you mm. get a big bag that means that your diffuser is actually larger yeah and right. the larger the diffuser the softer your light and it'll give you like out of a speed light which is a tiny little um light source mm. you're going to get a really big beautiful mm. soft light it actually um makes a really good light and you could actually combine two or three bags if you want to increase the amount of diffusion for your right. light so Brilliant. it's a really really great tip i'm sure i could do this i'm sure i could macgyver this the, especially the, the, if it the, the, involves the, the nutella donuts yes mm. <laughs> So the next one, Val, mm-hmm. is for all the film lovers. Mm-hmm. So um, it's very hard to, like, I know I've got uh, medium format film cameras mm-hmm. that I still have. Mm. Very hard to get medium format film anymore. Yeah. So, but you can still get 35 mil film. Mm-hmm. So if you want to use, this is a hack that you can convert 35 mil film to a cartridge that will sit in a in a medium format camera. So really? basically, you're using what you're using is the the inside of a cartridge mm-hmm. of an old one one twenty millimeter film canister. Yes. You hack that in half and you MacGyver it into the thirty five mil canister. Right. And then you're using thirty five mil film right. in your medium format camera. Wow. Which is pretty, I mean, it's pretty out there. The problem is, obviously, you're going to be shooting an area that's much larger than the film plane, so you're only going to be getting a certain section, Mm. but still, it's like a fun little hack that, you know, some film buffs, uh, and film's big at the moment, Val, there's been the whole, hipsters love it, (laughs) hipsters love film. Okay. You've got to have a beard, I think. Yeah, I think so. um, We miss out. Well, give me a couple of days. <laughs> <laughs> all right, what's next? Um, all right, a couple of um, my favourite little MacGyver hacks uh, for carrying your gear around in. Um, so if you're the kind of photographer that has a lot of gear and a lot of light stands, uh, um, and I'm, I'm sick of carrying my stand bag is too heavy always mm. and like my assistants complain I complain about how heavy it is mm. a little hack for that is like you want a roller bag but no one ever makes roller bags that are long enough mm. and if you buy one that says photography on the mm. side it's like 10 times the price mm. and basically um, if you uh, for UK Australian listeners a cricket bag it is oh. long enough to hold cricket bats. Yeah, right. Um, they're basically a, a long, narrow bag, yes. but they've got rock wheels down the bottom. And oh. the same thing for our US and Canadian listeners would be a hockey bag mm. to put, put, put hockey sticks in to hold all your stands and mm. umbrellas and accessories in, and then you're just basically wheeling it around. So that's um, that's a good hack for that. And the other thing is I actually have uh, a suitcase that I use to have all my camera gear in instead of a camera bag. And I've taken the inside of an old camera bag and put it inside a um, an actual suitcase. Like all the foamy wheelers, things with all, all the holes All the foamy and, and all stuff. the dividers and mm. I've customed it. And so two reasons. One, I wanted like the four-roller system because yeah. it's easier to, to, to manoeuvre around. Mm-hmm. And the other thing is... I don't want to be on location. Like sometimes I'm on the street mm. shooting and you've got all your bags. I don't really want to advertise that mm. there's – and it's like if it's in my car and things like that, yeah. it says lots of gear in here. Yeah. Come and have a look. So yeah. that, that's a good way around it. So like, And I've also used a um, – there's a place called Aldi's, which is a really cheap thrift shop, and for like 20 bucks, um, I've got a, uh, a roller duffel bag that has all my mm. leads and accessories. So anything you can do to, to not have to carry stuff, 
comes yep. in really handy. So they're just a couple of little MacGyver hacks Great. for that. Love it. Um, all right. So uh, this is another really good one um, that originally this idea comes from Strobist. And if you haven't um, checked out their site and there's links in the show notes and you're a lover of um, MacGyvering lighting stuff, I, I highly recommend you check out David Hobby's site. He's a master at all this sort of stuff. Um but basically, um, he's come up with, and it's uh, this um, actual post that I've got is, is, is via DIYphotography.net, but it was originally David's idea, is you get um, clamps from a hardware store. Right. You know, the clamps that uh, you use for, like... Um, Holding things in together, what do you call them? What do you? What, can you? Yes, I understand. Or can you do a better description than that? I understand what clamps are. So but you might like, use them, for example, if yeah, you have two pieces of wood that you need to saw at a very exact point. So you would clamp those two pieces of wood together. Look at you, Val, <laughs> with the knowledge of the timber and things. <laughs> okay, go on. Clamps. So basically. Um, the, most of the clamps already have a little hole in the handle end, mm -hmm. okay? And so yes. um, what the hack is for this is you can um, add the umbrella uh, attachment. So there's like uh, for, for 10 or eight, 8 to $15 online, you can buy um, an attachment to put on top of your light stands that you can um, attach a light and put an umbrella through. Okay. Oh, okay. Okay. So uh -huh. it's just like a little a little unit that attaches. Um, so basically, the MacGyver for this is you take that attachment and you uh, put it into the part of the clamp. Yep. And then so basically, you can have your speed light or light, mm -hmm. and instead of using a light stand, you can attach or a voice it, activated or a voice activated stand. stand you can clamp your light to the top of a door valve or onto a speaker oh, stand. Right. And so okay. this is really handy. So if you're, say you're shooting um, a wedding. Yes. And it comes to the, uh, the wedding waltz and you're going to be photographing the bride and groom. You've probably got flash on camera. Yeah. And they're dancing in front of you. And then you've got, like, behind them, there's the audience, or, or like, all the guests that are watching. Mm. But often those big rooms are really dark and there's yes, no atmosphere dark. and it's very ugly. Yes. So what you can do is actually... Um, if you can have like pocket wizards or receivers on the lights mm -hmm. and and set them off, you can have another flash right in the corner of your room, mm. like clamped to something up high, mm. and that can be like a, a background light that goes right. off. So when you're flashing the the couple from the front, yep. you've got a backlight that's uh, skimming across okay. the head and just adds um, atmosphere to to the shot. That is so, um, that's a complicated. No, it's not. It's like a little clampy thing that you put no, up no. in the thing. Oh no, no, not the clamp. It's not the clamp itself, but that's um, you know, ten points for thinking of that is what I mean. Oh yeah, yeah. No, I thought you were having a go at my um, no. at my hacks. So um, yeah, but that the the clamps mm. come in very very handy. And if you like, you know what I've got in my kit that like. Uh, my assistants all laugh at. I've got, you know, jumper leads for your car. Yes. Um, you know how sometimes they stop working or you can buy them at garage sales for like a dollar. You <laughs> can cut, you? Yeah. <laughs> you cut the cord off. Right. And there's and a clamp. And they've got the clamps. Oh, well I've done. Like, I've got four or five of them in my kit. And that you like, just bought at garage sales. That I just like, just jumper leads that I've happened to find and I've pulled the cords off and now I use those as my clamps. Wow. They hold roll paper. In. You yeah. can never have too many clamps in your kit. Oh. Cheaper than anything. That's my MacGyver. So even that's cheaper. what those things are the, in your yeah, the gold kit. ones. They're yeah, 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 yeah. The jumper okay. leads, the tops of jumper leads. And then if someone, <laughs> so if you're ever short of a, just look in the bottom of your boot. You mm. might have jumper leads yeah. that you could use to hold your roll yeah, paper. Yeah, okay, up. great. There you go. Um, the next one, Val. Yes. This is so cool. I can actually see you doing this. All right. Okay. I'm so ready. it's basically. Um, a DIY you can print onto timber. Okay. Okay. Print images of your photos mm -hmm. onto onto timber rather than printing them onto paper. Okay. So basically, um, why would I want to do that? 
Because it looks amazing. Okay. <laughs> it looks amazing. And I probably, let me just, I'll probably add an image of it. Have a look at the link because you can see what it looks like. <laughs> but basically, you know, um, do you print labels? Oh, probably people don't mail anything anymore. Yeah, but I do, print do you print labels? You still yeah, print labels? Yeah. Um, so you know how you get the A4 sheets of label paper mm-hmm. and you've got the, the labels that. And Technology has moved on, actually. What, what's, what have you got? Specific label makers, so they just come out one by one. What, are they like mini things? Mm. How much do they go? Like, <laughs> do you know how much that – do you know how much I dislike printers? Okay, yes. Do, do you know they send me like insane <laughs> because they stop talking to the computers? Yeah. You always run out of like – just when you need to print one label? Yes. It runs out. Yeah, no, there are now label makers and you can um, attach them to your computer and through an app on your computer you just type out what's meant oh to be on the label God. and it just comes out. Are they expensive? No. Like, I and what about remember. What about ink? Well, it's just all in Cause the Because I gave gadget. you that, that ink hack, remember, yes. two years ago that you loved via Tula? Yes. yes. Thank you, anyway, Tula. Yeah. Um, so you got the label paper. So yes. you probably got like a couple of hundred of those because you bought a box of 100 yes. left over. A so basically probably, yep. what you get is you peel all the labels off and throw them out. You don't need them because <laughs> that's not the part that you need. Okay. You need – so you've got – the, the plasticky sh- bit. The plasticky backing part. Yeah. Feed that. That's the paper that you're going to use. Okay. Shiny side up. Oh. Print your image onto that. Yeah. Okay. You carefully take that out because what it's going to be oh. is it's going to be your image is on that shiny part, but it's going to be very, like very wet because wow. it's like it's not going to have. Okay. Then you get a bit of um, tape. Yeah. Run it along one side and then you find it like a, a, a piece of... Um, Maybe an eight. You've got an A4 sheet of um, the backing to your sticker, yep. an A4 sh- um, piece of like ply, mm-hmm. basically, Wood. and you stick carefully, stick it face down the yes. print onto the onto the ply, oh. right? Make sure it doesn't move, and then you smooth it out. It's a transfer oh, wow. onto the timber, okay. and then you carefully lift it off. And that image is now on the timber. So it's like slightly worn. Mm. So it's got that retro look. Oh. And then you seal it with a, like a sealer, some yeah. lacquer over the yeah. top. And then you've got your print. So it looks amazing if you've got like really bright poppy colours. But yeah. it'll always it, it'll look good like a black and white. So you've got this aged looking, like great gift. Fantastic. Isn't that awesome? Yeah, love it. What do your cats feel? I could. I could see you doing that. Yes. Totally. Wow. All right. Do you like that one? I think I'll give That's it a go because I, I have lots of label. I've got lots of uh, old yeah. label yeah. things that I just won't. I can't bear to throw out because I think one day I'll use. Well, them. there you go. So now you've got it use, and you can <laughs> actually use up all the uh, extra ink on your um, on your printer as well. So it, that's a really cool one. Okay. Uh, all right. So um, a couple of uh, DIY uh, for floor protection. Uh, so whenever you, if you're doing portraits in people's homes, mm-hmm. you want to be really careful of your light stands because they can scratch the floor and your um, yes. your tripod can scratch the floor as well. So you can either put something down and put your, your, your stands on top of like a rug or things like that. Or really cool is you can just go and get little rubber feet. Yes. I've done this for all my tripods so that they're not scratching up people's floors. And the other one for light stands is you use tennis balls. Just cut a little slit and put them onto your light stands and then you can actually um, drag the light stands around and they're never going to scratch up the floor. And this really does happen because I once interviewed and did a photo shoot with a very famous person and uh, we were shooting at his house and, um, you know, he had, uh, he had a bedroom and we did some shots in the bedroom that was quite dark, you know, with dark walls. It was just the interior design of it. And so, and when we left, he noticed that there was a big gash in the wall because he, he, you could tell because it's usually dark and suddenly there was this white bit, you know, that was really obvious. But I, and I was there with the photographer, but I would like to add that a crew from 60 Minutes was also at the same, was at his house filming that day. So I don't believe it was us, but he sent us a bill for over a thousand dollars. But it was 60 minutes it did it, wasn't it? Scandal I believe so. controversy. <laughs> <laughs> wow. 
anyway so it, yes it can happen so if it's you can say balls. if you can show that you've got rubber feet there and if you've yeah. got your tennis balls you can show how careful you are i just think that's a really important thing to do whenever you're going into people's homes yeah um i've got a uh so you a little attachment that's probably worth investing in so you know how you have like you know when you paint your house Val never um, and there's this painting pole that you use never yes. right the extendable painting poles uh-huh. right everyone's got those lying around Do you know, they make great like light holders okay okay an extendable um, painting pole mm-hmm. and the way you can hack that to become uh, a light stand is there's this little attachment that you can screw onto the end of it. And I've got a photo um, in the show notes. You can buy it via Amazon, $15. Right. You screw this attachment onto any extendable light pole mm-hmm. and then you can attach your light to the end. Voila, you've got an instant handle. Great. Okay, I think they're about $60, $80 to buy the whole thing right. online. And here you've got one for the, the cost of the end. And I'm sure that if anyone was a bit... Um, handy you can actually buy the bolts and the bits and pieces for probably you know five bucks and make their own and, and hack a light pole that way okay great yeah 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 now i'm really so, interested in the next one on your list because it says diy kfc bucket ring yeah so um <laughs> this is a really cool um and again this is via diyphotography.net so basically this person has uh got the bucket of chicken from KFC. From KFC. Oh, God, I love that it's the smell. Of KFC. But I always have KFC remorse afterwards. Yeah, me too. You suffer that. I do. But, you know, they make the best. The chicken salt on the chips, God knows what that is, really. <laughs> they are so good. Okay. But yeah. what do you do with the bucket? So, basically, you... Um, you um, take eat all the, the chicken apart. You eat all, eat the, all chicken. the chicken yeah. first. You take the bottom off then the bucket. Then feel really sick. Yeah, you cut it up and uh, you MacGyver this um, ring light together. So you, you, you're getting a can, putting it in the middle. There's a cutting a, a hole into the side and, and you build basically a ring light that fits on a speed light made out of plastic and um, diffusing material and you create this DIY speed light out of a bucket of chicken. Right. Okay. I'm finding a lot it, of work. Yeah, I'm finding a lot it a little bit hard to understand. Not, not as great as the one that I love. That, okay, um, tell us the one Adam Byers, who created a, a continuous ring light, and this actually, I totally want to make this one. So basically, you've got a, like a a ring of timber. Yeah. How would you describe that, Val? Like you've got a ring of timber. Have I just... Yes, like, that's so maybe much like, So imagine how big a ring light, the bigger the ring light yes. that you create, uh, so the, the bigger the disc that you have to start with, mm-hmm. uh, the larger the light source you're going to have and the larger the, the light... Uh, the the um, catch light that you get in the eyes. Yes. So if you ever watch anything that Oprah's ever done, uh-huh. whenever you see Oprah being filmed, uh-huh. look into her eyes and you see like, um, especially like lately, to like because it's like her production values are really really high. Yeah. She has like uh, her main light is a ring light that yeah. lights her. So basically, so it's a circle the, of light. it's a circle of light, and what it does is it comes in really close, and the camera sits in the middle. and um there's no shadow anywhere so if Mm. you're uh like have a slightly older skin tone Mm. uh there's nowhere for light to catch and it fills in every detail so it actually it's a very flat light Mm. but the other really beautiful quality of ring light is you get a circular um reflection in the eyes so if you're using a softbox it'll be a little square if you're using a little um, tiny little light it'll be a little dot this is a continuous ring of light in in the eye so the bigger the circle of light right. the larger the ring light so it's quite a spectacular like yeah, right. catch light and a beautiful light so um uh adam has made one uh so he's he's got a a circular disc timber yeah. disc and then he's got like um daylight fluorescent lights mm. That is actually attached around the circle. So he's got one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, like eight, eight of them in a circle around the light. I mean, it's a, and then it, it's, it's a lot of work. It's a very clever hack, but yeah. it is a lot of work. So is that worth it? What if I was to buy a ring light? 
without having to MacGyver it, what would that cost? Well, you can buy cheapy ones, mm. like fluorescent circular ones, for a couple of hundred dollars, like okay. the Diva Ring Light. A lot of bloggers use them, that are YouTube uh, bloggers mm. use this particular light, mm. um, but not going to be as powerful as this. Okay. It's mm. pretty nice light, nice even lighting. Mm. And, you know, it's not about... Could I buy it cheaper? It's <laughs> I made it myself, Val. Because all of these you could probably, for the days it takes you to make and getting bits of spit and glue and gaffer tape, yes. you could just go out and buy all of them. But it's like, you know, I made this. It sounds so important. Like, Valerie, I could buy a pizza. Yeah. But it's not as impressive as saying I made it myself. <laughs> Right, is it? That's the whole point of the MacGyver special show. Okay, I got it. <laughs> so MacGyver, yeah, okay. <laughs> it's very cool. This is so easy, this next one. Okay. Val, you could do this in a second. Okay. <laughs> I could see you doing the DIY grid spot. Go on. For your speed light. So basically, you know when you get like a, a particular... You know, the next uh, Amazon delivery you get, they put it in a box, mm-hmm. right? You know where you've got corrugated... Yeah. Um, uh, cardboard. Cardboard, but thicker thicker boxes? Yes. Do you know when you hack into them? Mm. Like you've got that corrugated... Yes, I honeycomby thing? Mm. So you just you just cut uh, the same size as the, the front of your flash and attach it to your flash with a, an elastic band, a rubber band... And you've created a DIY grid spot. Now, what a grid spot does is it just, it, it'll focus the light. And so if you don't have a grid spot on the front of your light, light spreads everywhere. Right, right. If you've got a grid spot on your light, it focuses, it, you'll just have like a, the narrow section of light. Yeah. So, so if you just want to drop in uh, light only into someone's face, Right, you would put a grid spot on the front of your light, and you can buy these mm. for thirty or twenty dollars. But you can make one for what like, nothing. This is like yes. how much does an elastic band cost? Okay, not three not, cents. Yeah, so these are probably the cheapest of our DIYs today. Okay, and we'll put the photo in the show notes so you can see. It's it is a bit hard to describe, but basically, it's using the corrugated cardboard and cutting it into various strips so that it covers the the surface of your speed light uh-huh. and so that the light goes through the little holes of the corrugated cardboard. Is that correct? Yes. The other hack you can do that takes a little bit longer is if you get black straw, you know, straws. Yes. And you cut them to like, you know, uh, a, a centimetre, an inch long, you mm-hmm. know, in length and you make like, a, you join a, like a whole lot of them together. Yes. The same, you'll get the same little grid spot with yes. straws. understand. Just same sort of effect okay very cool um okay this one i put this one in for you val because there's a photo of a cat okay because i could see you doing this one too all right a ring light for your smartphone oh oh so i could photograph rexy with a ring Ring light light. yeah yeah Yeah. so suddenly you're interested (laughs) (laughs) i've been interested this whole episode (laughs) you're just sitting there thinking I'm never getting out of like a pair of scissors and tape and oh my god, I could just go buy it. <laughs> so um, basically, what you need is a, like a, a camping tent lantern, like a an um, I'm LED not lantern. With this concept well, of camping. The, the, the... <laughs> oh, I know. Again, why would people camp? Is what Valerie's thinking when you can just go stay in a really nice hotel? Where am I going to plug my hairdryer in? Like, that's what... A camping? Why would anyone want to do? Have you ever been camping? Well, have you I ever have been. Yes, when I was younger, and I did you. So therefore, I don't. Therefore, what, I did know you what like, it's like. What was it like for you? Was it traumatic? Well, I just thought there was better ways I could use my time. <laughs> I can just picture you. I just, I know, I just like that one time we had to camp. Was oh my god! <laughs> As you're plotting oh. how you could fly a helicopter in to save you. <laughs> yes. <laughs> oh dear, that was uh, Gina and I had a job, and we were in the middle of um, Kakadu National Park in. Uh, the Northern Territory in Australia, which is basically the outback of the outback, and there are crocodiles, and it's and every stereotype of Australia that you could think of. Uh, we went through it: red earth, um, massive <laughs> mosquitoes everywhere, no toilets for four days. But anyway, we survived. 
And Fel- he got some great shots. Valerie spent the whole time plotting how she could get a chopper in, and she was seriously <laughs> trying to organise one to get her out of there. It was the funniest thing. Uh, so anyway, Val, this DIY uh, ring light, you so you get the camping uh, lantern, and and which is like an LED lantern. There, you know, five or ten bucks. Oh. From a thrift shop, okay. and some Velcro, and an, and basically an old iPhone or smartphone cover that fits mm-hmm. your phone, mm-hmm. uh, and um, you basically attach the light to the to the cover, the mm-hmm. case, yes. and then you put it over your your phone, and you've got a little ring light. So oh. you hold it up, and you take a photo, and you'll get that ring reflected in um, in Rexy's eyes. Right. Yes. Beautiful. Very cool, and this this person like the 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 light was white, and they've gone to the trouble of actually painting it black, so it all looks beautiful. Right, right, awesome. Okay, what next? Um, so there's these guys that got a wok, a wok, a wok, or an old um, um, a metal bowl. Mm-hmm. This is actually, I could never see you doing this, um, and this is like, this is one of those DIYs where I look at it and the amount of work that's gone into it, and I think uh, for 50 bucks you could buy one because mm-hmm. this is like a three-day event, but you say that like the, 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 it's worth watching the video just to see how these guys made a beauty dish, Okay. Um, and it's all bolted together, and it's pretty well made. Okay. And fairly well engineered, and it's so like how they... just—they basically got uh, a silver bowl, yeah, and and then they've got like another bowl, uh, like a, a plate. They've got—it's like so heavily engineered, and it's so a beauty dish is basically a hard style of lighting, and it does look like a wok on a light stand. Yes. And um, they, they, like they've sprayed it, they've enameled it, they've made the attachment to fit your speed light, and right. it's an amazing achievement mm-hmm. um but again it's uh you need to know what you're doing val okay do so maybe one. i'll just buy the beauty dish. so th- this one's worth buying uh a couple of other quick ones val is uh sandbags so i've diy'd my own sandbags. i you know get, your trick yep you yeah you sew them and you actually get sand from the road and you fill them and you sew them up yeah Yes. But you buy clean sand because otherwise it oh, smells. Yeah, oh. you buy sand from the hardware store because oh. it's clean sand because if you don't, it starts to, yeah, you, it'll have a, an awful smell. Or you can get nylon um, zip bags mm-hmm. and do the same thing. So okay. so that's a really good one. Uh, you can uh, – people, product photographers who uh, have their cameras held upside down, Val, um, often suffer what happens is like you have your focus locked at a certain point so mm. you might be have your say you're doing uh, lots this, and lots of products in so a row. this is often when you're shooting from above especially with flat lays flat lays mm-hmm. and things like that and you've got your camera set up and you don't want it to move you don't want to change mm. your focus but what happens sometimes is because the camera is upside down and it's a zoom lens that you're mm. using you will get um, zoom creep which mm-hmm. means that it'll just like it'll because it's gravity Gravity makes the focus change. Mm. Really simple hack, and mm-hmm. this is um, this is from a digital photography school. And Sarah Hipwell is uh, wrote this uh, blog post, and uh, she's a writer for Digital Photography School. A rubber, you know those rubber, you know those. Well, you probably there should be a WW. MD, what would MacGyver do? Yes. Um, wrist strap. You know yes. those colourful wrist straps that you get? Uh-huh. Or an elastic band. You just wrap that around your lens. Right. And it holds the – it stops um, focus creep. Isn't idea. that a good one? Brilliant like, idea. That's, that's an amazing idea. It's probably just the simple. perfect size too. It fits perfectly and yeah. will, stop, will stop you losing focus. And I think even for a, a landscape photographer doing long exposures – same thing, just to lock your focus in. And what Jean is talking about is, you know how like you go to an event and you get given one of those plastic bracelets that say, you know, that with an inspirational message or that have the logo of the um, a company sponsoring the event. That's what she's talking about. Yep. To use to 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 hold your to stop zoom creep. Yep. But that kind of brings us to the end of our episode for this week. I I 
I've loved them, even though I will admit there are many of them I won't do. I'm certainly going to try a couple of them, and I quite fancy the idea of using the um, ring light for the iPhone to shoot my cat. Very, very <laughs> cute. Uh, but I think if it comes to doing a beauty dish, uh, I'll probably no. be buying a beauty dish. But in the corrugated cardboard, you could do the oh, big yes. spot for your flash. And yeah. the bath bag, Val. The buff bag, And yes. the printing one you could do. I will do the, the printing, printing one. The printing one's great. Because I, I have, have a go all the that. materials. Yeah. Yeah, I will do the printing one. So tell us which ones you've you've done before yeah. or which ones you're, you're likely to tackle and post it in the Facebook group. If you haven't already joined us, just search for So You Want to Be a Photographer podcast community on Facebook. It's awesome. I love this group. I love the talent yeah. in this group. I love that we're all at different levels. Yeah. And, you know, there's some fantastic shots that uh, – coming out in the group and everyone's helping each other which is fantastic yeah. uh so do join us in the facebook group and also there are heaps of um more hacks that gina reveals via her newsletter in fact somebody asked the other day where to get some of your lightroom templates mm. and basically it's um the people on the newsletter who get the lightroom templates so do join um gina's newsletter which you can do at ginamilitia.com but uh, before we wrap up, what are you doing this week? We're doing so more shooting. We're about to go out for dinner, Val, aren't yes. we? Yes. Very and we're going to have some wine. I'm going to take you to a tapas bar. Oh, awesome. Yeah, yeah. And Will it have Nutella donuts? Oh, my God. We're going to go in search of Nutella donuts <laughs> tonight. That's going to be our mission. We'll and take a photo. Uh, I'll Instagram it if. I'll Instagram it and, and if we find them, if we're we, gonna yeah. see like if we can find some. All right, if we don't find them, I'll Instagram whatever it is that Gina and I ate tonight, and I'll attempt to make it even look better with Snapseed, which is what I said. I was oh right, yeah, that's your goal, Val. Um, but I've been travelling and I've just been, you know, at these gigs and speaking mm-hmm. at things. It's all a bit hard. Perfect excuse to get the Snapseed yeah. out, Val. Yeah, I know. All right, so um, what's thank- the what's the uh, oh hashtag Gina yeah. Challenge? We thank you for those of you who have been participating in hashtag Gina Challenge, and if you're going to do that, upload your shots onto Instagram or onto uh, the the Facebook group. What's it going to be, Gina? It's MacGyver. Oh, my God. I can't wait. I can't wait to see what you guys MacGyver. <laughs> well, before we um, do that, we're just going to get the correct spelling of MacGyver so that we make sure that everyone spells it the right way. So it's M-A-C. Yeah. G-Y-V-E-R. M-A-C-G-Y-V-E-R. Hashtag MacGyver. Show us your shots. We'd love to see them. And until we talk to you next week, I'm Valerie Koo and I'm here with... Gina Militia. Thanks, guys. See you, everyone. Thanks for listening to So You Want to Be a Photographer. For more information, free resources and Gina's regular newsletter on everything you need to know to become a successful photographer, visit ginamilitia.com.